Well, hello there, and it must be Wednesday because I'm on, and it's another episode of the Pink Link Podcast, and I told you all that I was going to get some sounds for y'all, a choo-choo, so I ordered this little thing, and it wasn't a choo-choo sound, so guess what? You stuck with me saying, choo-choo, but if you want to hear all these sounds and throughout the video, you know, when I hear something inspirational, I'm just going to do something, you know, do at least something for you. I don't know what this is, but we can clap. We can um, do a host of things, but let me stop. Enough of all this noise because we have Coach Danny Renee here, and I want her to, you know, introduce herself to you all. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Coach. All right. What's up, y'all? It's Coach Danny Renee, and I am the millennial mentor. What I do is I teach new millennial entrepreneurs how to go from their job to finding their financial exit strategy through entrepreneurship. Um, a little bit about my background is I am from Detroit originally, born and raised, um, Air Force veteran from the Air Force, moved out here to Atlanta. Atlanta, I moved here to run track for Georgia State. See, in background, ran track for Georgia State and I studied film. My journey of studying film, I worked on, let's see, a couple um, pretty cool productions. I worked on The Game, season seven. I worked on um, a TV show with MTV called Finding Carter. And then I did work on American Idol for a little bit. Um, I ended up leaving that industry because my brother, he ended up passing away. He passed away from diabetes. And I felt like that, that industry, me, me believing that I'm living my or following my dream, it was too inconsistent for my lifestyle because I didn't want to make decisions off of finances. When my brother, before he passed away, he fell into a coma for um he fell into a coma in January and then I didn't go home immediately because I'm like you know I don't know when the next gig I'm getting I gotta save this money you know so then a month later he passed away so I missed out on my last opportunity you know seeing family like I should have because it was all a financial decision so I decided to step away from the film industry um never gave up on it just step away and I was like let me build my own empire so that I can create my own production company so I actually ended up going back to school. I studied finance, um, tried to decide exactly what I wanted to do. And I was like, hey, I want to become a financial advisor. I want to help people that have decisions like I had when it came to my brother. I want to help people not have to make financial decisions, but instead have enough finances so that when it came time to make those important decisions, the one thing that's not keeping them away is finances. So this is about five and a half, five and a half years ago. Um, on top of me getting my graduate certificate in financial analysis, I ended up going ahead and getting my certifications where now I'm a financial advisor, which I help people basically um, plan for um, two things, living too long or dying too soon. Dying too soon is you need to make sure that your income is protected in a sense of life insurance, making sure that your family, um, in the event that something was to happen to you, your family um, don't have to worry about the finances and then also living too, too long. Pretty sure most of you um, went to Walmart and you seen someone older or any of these grocery stores or even probably on the phone, you know that they're a little bit older. Um, and a lot of times they don't want to work, but why are they working? They're working because they had no financial plan in their earlier years. A lot of times, like the millennials, which is my target market, a lot of millennials were having fun, were enjoying life, but most are living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have any finances set up. And then, hey, next thing you know, some of my clients, they hit their 40s, 50s, they don't have anything saved. So I want to help prevent 
that um, struggle from happening. Wow. Wow. Very, very impressive. Like, I'm trying to jot some of this stuff down because I'm like, we got to go back to that. And so, um, you know, congratulations on your service as an Air Force veteran. And I just really thank you for that. But what stood out for me was what you said about family time. Um, a lot of stood out, but we're going to go there right now. But being able to make decisions on freedom and finances and not on needing your finances and how you didn't get that time with your brother because you had to choose making money, you know, at that time. And it reminded me of this weekend. I want to go to that story right quick because it kind of relates. Um, I had to be on my assignment and it was like my family was out here. I was like, though I know I need to be there, but my family, you know, like I'm, I'm, in, I'm out of state, so I'm going to choose my family, you know, because you just, we just don't ever know, like with this COVID situation, like we should be really more focusing on family and freedom than, you know, finances and get to the place of what, you know, you teach people to do to have that freedom and finances, you know, now, and especially when you get older, you know, so that's just commendable. I love that. Also, this, um, let me, let me add this, let me add this part to that, um, because I've met a billionaire um, twice, the same billionaire, his name is Art Williams. Um, same industry. His name is Art Williams. Art Williams. Art, Art. Art Williams. Williams. And I met him a couple of times. And the last time that I met him, it was just everything. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, where I built my, um, my platform around when I sit down with clients, but also, um, my podcast, because one of the, I think the, one of the most powerful things that Art Williams said is he was like, when I first was building it. So first, his first two years, he didn't make any money. Um, and then he also started off part-time, right? Um, so you have a lot of people, and I was one of them, like when I first started my entrepreneurship journey, I was one of them talking down on jobs and different things like that. But what Art Williams said, he was like, I had a plan. He was like, for my first five days, you know, if you look at a week five and two, he was just like, my goal was to do X, Y, Z during the week. If I did that during the week, then... I take the weekend off and do whatever I want with my wife. If I didn't do that during the week, then I'm working on the weekend. If I didn't do it on the weekend, then I'm doubling up that, that next week. So the lesson I got in that is this man is worth $2 billion and he still found time to enjoy life. So sometimes we got to be careful where we hear people um, talking about you got to work like crazy. You got to miss out on sleep. I get it. Sometimes you do. You got to step it up. Sometimes you are going to miss out on sleep. But the message, huh? I said, I'm not because you are, but you actually need your sleep to function. Exactly. Like you need all of that to function because the worst thing and here again, when it comes to millennials, if people are working themselves into the ground, then one, you're missing out on life. Two, there's young people having health conditions, heart of strokes, all kinds of different things because the stress that we we load onto ourselves because of this this uh, future that we see and it's just like why work yourself into the ground for living later? You could still live now and still build in a process. There are going to be some sacrifices, but you can still balance both to your means because at the end of the day, why get into entrepreneurship if you're not going to be studying those practices while building it? So. Yes, I love that because people look like, okay, you got to, you know, get it out the mud. You got to just go hard and just stay on the grind. Team don't eat, team don't sleep. No, you need yeah. to be 
nutritious meals. You need to be getting the grind in the gym as well, physically. Exactly. You know, well-being, all those things plays a part in what you're going to be able to put out to attract that good back. You know, if you just, you know, out of whack, then things going to, you know, outside of you will be out of whack, you know? So all those things plays a part in your mental, your well-being and all those things to, you know, be that better entrepreneur because you're going to be cranky out there on the streets <laughs> in the street, like to say. Um, another thing that stood out for me was, you know, you being able to just, you know, lead the, you know, the film industry, which, you know, you did amazing things in that too. Like, what was your thought process behind, you know, leaving, was it like a dream that you've had or just something that you managed to get into and you was there and it wasn't what you thought it was supposed to be for you, not really as purposeful? Should I, say? I, get, I get what you're saying. So me, uh, so backtrack a little bit. Um, my dream, I had a couple of dreams. Like when I was a kid, I was just a big dreamer, right? Um, and the first dream was an athlete. I wanted to be a professional athlete. Number one was WNBA. Um, I'm small. <laughs> and then my, my basketball story is a little interesting, but I'm not going to go into that. But I've also, I also was really good at running track. So I was like, hey, I want to go to the Olympics. So um, ran track, um, tried to run in the military, didn't. So when I got out of military, I went to Georgia State and I ran. And um, I ended up injuring myself my um last year of college so I was just like yep Olympics it's not a goal there then I end up um actually trying to try I tried out for the Olympics in boxing um and then I realized in that moment I was just like you know what I'm getting older these people don't put the same amount of energy into um female sports as they do male sports I was like that's done so when it came to film, film industry that was another one of my passions and um I want to say like, I didn't lose my, well, I lost my passion a little bit along the way. Right. But film was originally one of my passion. I think part of the reason that got me out of it was the same reason that a lot of people don't like their jobs. It became a job where I had um, people above me treating their subordinates very bad. They'll treat, you will see them treating someone else very nice. But when it came to you, it was just like a level of disrespect on top of that the industry, because the jobs may be three, four months long, you may get one that's a couple of days, like you're getting contract roles. So there's always someone technically while you're at work in competition with you to where the next contract role, they're hoping that that director, producer, uh, whoever's, um, without going into the terms, I want to confuse people, but there's a lot of different departments in the film industry. So they want to look better so that the next gig that that higher up gets, they hire them before they hire you. And I didn't like that because I was like, at the end of the day, I'm following a dream, but it's still a job. I still don't own this. How can I put myself in the, the seat of, you know, the producer, director owning the set, right? So I ended up um, meeting Rob Hardy. Um, he was one of the producers of Think Like a Man. He worked, he was, he directed one of the episodes on the MTV show I was on. And um, Rob was, he needed help with blocking and blocking is basically you kind of moving actors around, you putting them on set because as a director, you want to kind of vividly see what they're going to do so that when you get the cameras lighting and everything, you tell them what to do to create that scene, if that makes sense. So um, I helped him with that. And he was just like, all right, FDI, help us with this. Then, um, then I, I'll take y'all out to eat and answer any questions. 
Well, we helped him. It was me and two other people. We helped him. And that was obviously for free. He didn't get paid for that. And then I guess he realized at the end, he was like, I can't take y'all out to eat. I'm going to take y'all to Zaxby's. <laughs> so he took us to Zaxby's and he asked, he allowed us to ask questions. And the other two people was just like, you know, where you from? And I was like, no, nah, my mind don't think that way. I like to ask the complicating questions. So I was like, when you first started your company, was it a parent company? Was it this and that? And he basically, he was just like, when we, um, him and Will Packer, I believe, him and Will Packer, they did the Trois series. I don't know, T-R-O-I-S is, you know, yeah. uh, popular uh, Black films. So he was just like, we were studying what electrical engineering, whatnot, um, I think at FAMU. And then um, they realized that they can make movies. I mean, they can make money off of just putting movies in the theaters. So that's what kind of got their start. And then it made me think back to paranormal activity. And then um, I was like, wait a minute because it's a lot of misinformation around the internet, but let's just say this is the correct information. Paranormal activity, they said that they spent about $27,000 on paranormal activity. Paranormal, paranormal activity gross over a hundred and something million dollars. 27,000, hundred and something million dollars. These people that created paranormal activity were not originally, they didn't um, direct for a living, they didn't produce for a living. So I realized in that moment, that you don't have to work your way up when it comes to art. Sometimes you're lucky enough to just do, put it in film festivals, and then now you got a winning product. So I was just like, what? I'm doing this wrong. And then that's kind of why I, when I got out of the industry. I got out of the industry to study finance so I can do it right. So hopefully 2022, 2023 will be one of my first product projects back in the game. Well, you got it. It's already done. Like, you don't manifest that thing. Anything yeah. that you think is already done. Like, congrats. I'm going to give you a congrats in advance. But that's very interesting. Like, and that's just important. Like, if y'all didn't get what she just said, when you get around someone that is doing something, you know, above you, you take that chance to ask what it is you need to get to that next level. Instead of just like, where you from? Hey, how can I? get to where you are you know mm -hmm. like and she's doing it yeah that's right. an important part on that is that we're sometimes so concerned about what can we get I didn't even think of the questions originally I was just like hey this is an opportunity to be around this guy so I had to give him my time he didn't pay us at all for that time I gave him my time and then he gave me something back in return Here's another lesson, too. When I did get in the film industry, I didn't just apply for a job and then they were like, oh, we're going to hire you. I literally went to IMDb. I, I had some type of membership and I cold called anybody I can get that worked in the industry. Meaning I remember I cold called Angelina Jolie's agent. <laughs> anybody in the art department, producers, they didn't answer the phone, directors. I was like, I'm going, I'm, I'm going at it if I'm left down to my last dollar. Luckily, at the time, um, the guy I got in contact with, he was, he used to be a producer at Tyler Perry Studios. And then at the time he ended up working at BT. So I think they liked the fact that I was like, I'm hustling. So they brought me in for an interview and they hired me on the spot. Wow. I love your hustle. I love the hustle and bustle. Like <laughs> you're doing it. And so just doing it and then now coming to where you are, you know, a coach teaching others, like how does that process look for someone who's interested in, you know, Trans transitioning their lives into entrepreneurship and things of that nature. So 
it all comes down to, and this might sound cliche, is first you got to understand what you want. Um, the problem is so many people get into stuff and then their wants are based off of other people. Um, the, that same billionaire example, his, his example wasn't, I mean, his, his experience wasn't, Hey, I want to be a billionaire. He basically was just like, I want to make this much money in the next, whatever amount of years. So I can retire on not knowing that he had, he was sitting, same thing with Amazon, Amazon didn't go into it. It was like, Hey, I want to make a lot of money or maybe he did, but it was originally a bookstore that morphed into what it is now or an online bookstore that morphed into what it is now. So number one, you have to have a plan. Number two is um, be okay with getting beat up. I always say getting beat up because um, it's a journey. Uh, one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. You ever read The Alchemist? Girl, no, but I've heard of it. I need to, I, look, it needs to be on the book um, list today. Yeah. So I love that book because in the Alchemist, um, he, I forgot exactly what he does originally. It's been a minute since I read it. But the lesson I got from that book is the whole book, he's supposed to be on his way to his personal legend. Then all kinds of different things happened where he ended up, I think, getting a job at this one shop for so many years. And he kind of stopped on finding his personal legend. Then he went back to in search for his personal legend. So he did all these different things. And eventually in the end, he goes to what's called his personal legend, which more of the story, we all want to get somewhere, but we got to remember to enjoy the journey while we get there, enjoy who we become in the process. I know with me as an entrepreneurship, I matured a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like there's been depression, stress, all of those different things. And um, that's one of the things that I always try to tell younger people is just like, hey, you know, be, pay attention to your mental health. Personal development is important, you know. Um, and then also be okay with letting people know what you do, but don't be a spammer. Because people that are constantly inboxing people are like, hey, um, check out my product or I'm mad that you didn't buy this and that. No one is going to want to buy from you. And then you're going to get frustrated because you're like, why is this not working? And because in, in real, it's like you're turning into that stereotypical salesperson, which is why people don't want to do sales. People don't want to do sales because they don't like pushy salespeople. And that's what people end up becoming when they first become entrepreneurs. Instead of becoming a pushy salesperson, be okay with educating. Because when you educate people, they're going to see a lot more value into you than someone else. And they're going to always come your way. They're going to always um, bring people your way. But it's also a process. So if you're not, if so, if you're working a job, be okay with those lessons that you're learning on the way. Be okay with your job. Look at your job as an opportunity to learn entrepreneurship. You know, um, I worked as a recruiter. Um, in most jobs, they have um, systems already in place that's proven to work. You have managers. If you can get in contact with the CEOs, be in those positions to ask them questions. Your job could be your next business. You know, as a recruiter, you know how many recruiters get out and start their own recruitment companies? You know, um, that could be your next business opportunity if you don't know what to do. But then also know financially what your financial goal is. There's a lot of, um, you know, people out here, I hear all the time on the entrepreneurship calls that I'll be on, They'll be like, okay, I just made all this money. Now, what do I do? 
you know, and then you're asking someone that's not qualified to answer the question, you don't have a financial plan in place. I think that's um, one of the most important things when it comes to entrepreneurship is you got to start out with a financial plan. If you are working your job, just be like, this is the minimum that I'm going to put towards my retirement. But this is also, if I make anything above that minimum, then I'm going to add this to my business. Because a lot of times people, they do make a lot of money from their um, entrepreneurship journey and they may put it all in their business. And I'm not knocking that, but one thing that people forget the real or people forget if they're full-time entrepreneurs, health. What happens if you have some kind of health issue and now you can't work for a minute? You know, do you have employees? You know, um, what is this health bill going to cost? Like what, like all, things that happen that's are, that's out of our control. You know, that stuff happens as well. So it's just having a plan of where you want to go. You got to have a financial plan. And then you also, in summary, you know, you want to make sure that you have a plan to constantly feed to your mental. Some people, their plan is church. Some people is just constantly reading personal development. Yes, yes, I agree with all three of those. <laughs> like, you got to do that daily. Like, have a daily regimen set on how can you fill your cup and right. then up others' cup. Exactly. And I love and like, you know, don't be that spammer. And as she said before this, she served that man, that guy before she, you know, asked what she needed to ask to continue to, you know, better her different areas for her entrepreneurship journey. So, you know, be a server, just serve your community, serve, you know, who you're serving. And in that serving, people would see the value that you have to offer. So I love that. Yeah. And so um, Coach Danny Renee, let me rephrase that. So how will, you know, people be able to, you know, work with you to start that transition again? Like, um, do you have like a course or, you know, how does it go? Okay. So my main thing is if you go to my um, Instagram at coach Danny Renee, D-A-N-I-R-E-N-E-E, -E, then um, I have a couple things. I have, uh, what does it say? It's, um, work with me, I believe. Hold on, let me actually look. I cannot remember right now. Um, but yeah, if you go to my Instagram, I have a um, social tap link where it pretty much has everything. If you do want a financial plan, um, yeah, what is it? Book time with me, I believe. Yeah, it's book time with me. I'm sorry. But um, if you want a financial plan, all you got to do is go to my Instagram um, or you can go to planwithdanny.com. Um, and that may change it um, a little bit, but let's just stick with planwithdanny.com for now. And then always just go to my Instagram. But basically, plan with Danny, if you want your own financial plan done, when you click on a link, it's going to show you my calendar. You click my calendar and then has all the important questions that you need to sit with yourself and just be like, if it asks how much money you have in your 401k, you need to go and look at your 401k. In the past, I've wasted so many hours doing this for people. And then some people would not take their plan as serious because they would never look that information up. They'd be like, it's a roundabout. Like, no, you need to actually go see that number. Um, how much do you have in savings? How much do you have invested? If you have kids, what how what's important to you? Is it is it um, you know, protecting? Is it savings? Is, so I have pretty much um preliminary questions for a financial plan and then once that's complete you know um you hit the submit on a calendar and then you'll meet with me and then we'll finalize your financial plan and then you'll be on your way to whatever financial goal now some people are intimidated 
with finance. And let's just talk about investments because investments is my most favorite part. And you have, I saw something earlier on Facebook and somebody was like top four stocks investing. And it was like this, 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 this. And I'm just like, what makes you qualified to it's tell like- somebody what to invest in? Most people do not know how to, um, um, most people don't know how to actually, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, see the true value in stock. They don't, if you, if you're investing in a stock and you don't even know who the um, CEO of a company is, then I can't even trust you because that's, that's important as well. So a lot of people are doing individual stock trading, but they don't understand capital gains or they don't know the inverse relationship with bonds or they don't know, um, you know, commodities. And a lot of people is just stocks and crypto. Stocks and crypto is not the only things that you invest your money in. Then you got real estate. So I didn't say all of that to confuse you, but I said all of that to say that you don't need investment advice um, investment knowledge to invest with an, an advisor. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to walk you through the process. And we have funds that's been proven to, that has proven success over the past 50, 60, 70 years. Proven success. I, I am able to show you this is what the numbers have been throughout the years. And you don't need any experience. And then you can start off as little as one less than $1 a day to start adding to your retirement fund. That's what I help walk people through. Wow. I love it. Like, I love how you teach them, like, start where you are, get informed. Don't just quit your job. Look at your job as a way to learn so that you can implement those structures in your own business because that's what it's for and use that money to continue to invest. And then don't just be out here throwing your money around because somebody say, hey, this, this is this. No, go do your research, see about the CEO, and then you teach them these things and the, you know, resources that you have so that they can get a more in-depth way of investing their money and not just throwing their money out because somebody said, hey, these the good stock to go purchase right now. No, exactly. you know, I love it. Okay. I love it. <laughs> well, and another thing I love is how you use, um, I guess, pain for purpose. You know, you lost, you lost your loved one through, you know, not having that time and that freedom. And now you, you know, I hear doing purpose for work, you know, to teach others, hey, don't be like I was, you know, stuck in the bag, getting to the money, and then lose out on something such as valuable as it. So what would you say today to the audience, you know, to just uplift and inspire someone, um, you know, in their lives and where they may be feeling like this, that's what they're doing right now, and they don't see their way out of it? Well, I'm sorry, you saying, uh, you said as far as uplifting them or not seeing their way. I felt like two, it was two questions. It probably was, girl. It probably was. Okay, so I'm going to say, upli- I'm going to answer the uplifting question and I'm going to also answer if they feel like they're stuck. So I'm going to start with they feel like you're stuck. Do it how you want to do it, you know. <laughs> so to be honest, um, my services, and I didn't mention this, um, I'm what's called a licensed registered representative, um, and AKA is another term for financial advisor as well, just depending on my licenses. I do not charge at all for what's called a financial needs analysis. Legally, I cannot charge for financial needs analysis. So if you feel like you are stuck, again, go to my Instagram and put your information in. Do your plan because most people are in, I call it a financial depression because they don't know exactly what they're doing for finances. 
think about it when we go back to being kids um, or when we get our first job. Our first job does not come with instructions on what to do with our finances. So we get our first job. We just know we're going to make money. But let's even rewind. When you get your first job, you get what's called what a W-2 statement. W-2 statement, they're like, uh, should you put zero, one? I don't know. Most people are even confused on that process. Something as simple as that could be you knowing the right thing to put on that could be a matter of you getting out of debt a lot quicker or you being able to save a lot more money. I always tell people if you're getting a tax refund, then that tax refund could have, um, you could have made a lot more money the year prior if you invested it, or you could have gotten out of debt a, the year prior if you tackled your debt, your debt the correct way. Most people are tackling their debt incorrectly. So there are a lot of time, and then not to mention people are paying for subscriptions and not knowing that those subscriptions, you know, you may have forgotten about one, you paying it every month. So there's ways that you can find money um, already with what you're doing. It's just misplaced. So that's my best advice when if you're feeling stuck, really go to my Instagram. I'm not here to sell you. Like I said, I don't charge anything. Um, I just, my main thing I charge is if you feel like I did a great job is referring to me to somebody else. That's it. But um, if you feel like you're stuck, just go to my Instagram, put your information in, answer those questions. That is a start to your financial plan. And I am here to help versus you calling your bank or an organization and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, hey, no, you will have my number. You can text me, call me. You will have direct access to me for your own financial plan. So that's the stuff. Um, the next one is, um, what did you say? It was, what is the motivation? <laughs> Best advice I can get one. Yeah, um, transitioning to, you know, the closing of the, how would you, you know, your last words per se. Of- oh, last words. My my last words is um really just live to be honest live 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 um live on your terms live for your purpose because a lot of we actually live a lot more expensive lives than we need to and we don't live those expensive lives for ourselves we live those expensive lives for other people you know we want these very expensive cars and houses nothing wrong with it I'm not judging you. But uh, I was hearing something say um, something yesterday was like rich people. It's not about what how they invest their money It's also what they're doing is what they do with their money. So it's like you can still have money coming in no matter the amount. But if if I like give me an example, if I'm going to buy a car that I want and it's a more expensive car, I'd rather put that car um, in my business name to where every payment that I make towards that car, I'm able to write off. That's smart thinking with business instead of me buying this car. I'm now in debt. I've, you'd be surprised people I've sat down with that has six figures. They're making a lot of money, but they're broke. They're in some of them hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt. On the outside looking in, they look like they got it. And we, a lot of times, we envy those people. Don't live your life for somebody else. Live it for you because at the end of the day, there are, there are some perks when it comes to a nicer car. I'm not saying go get a raggedy car get a great quality car and then if you're in the means in the future to be able to afford these expensive ones then go get it but live your life for you not for pleasing other people and living it for somebody else you said what don't try to keep up with the joneses i just don't oh i'm telling you it's the concept of the millionaire next door the millionaire next door got money they can go on vacations when they want to and here's another thing you ever went to someone's job and they're like upset with you it was like, hey, I did nothing. I'm just coming to your job. But, and they could be upset with their boss, you know, different things like that. But can you imagine? Listen, 
I think, um, let's see, the three jobs outside of the film industry, three jobs I've had, <laughs> I gotten fired from all three jobs, right? But here's the thing, I laugh. I've always laughed because one, I've always had the ability to get another job. I'm because jobs this is just a sales process. You got to say whatever it takes, you know, look good. That's a whole nother story for another day. But I always have money saved up to where I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'll be fine. Can you imagine if you really hate your job, you can still be in the process of finding something else, and you know you're good because you were smart with your money. So my, that's my best advice is live life for you, but be smart with your finances. That's literally the one, one, one of the few things that we know gives us freedom today. Yes, I love it. Like live your life, but also be smart while living it. You know, don't be making irrational decisions, trying to keep up with people next door, you know, because what I, everything that glitters is not gold. It's another one. <laughs> Yeah, because when you buy that new stuff, if you even buy that nice expensive car, guess what? Tomorrow's a used car. Exactly. The value goes. End up being used. Yes. And if you're going to, you know, be transitioning to this entrepreneurship, really look into putting it in your business name so that you can write it off so it can benefit you, you know, and make it an asset. Put it on Tiro too, instead of a liability if you possibly can. So that's another segment i don't know nothing about our two stuff, so let me shut up <laughs> but um once again i thank you coach dan renee for coming on stopping by and just sharing these gems with us and i want to say to you all you know as she said go out and serve and you know continue to support the pink link podcast and you know just do you boo and blessings on blessings to you and you know go be great because the life you want you create so that's what i want to leave with you all today and you all have a blessed one Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>